The Run Culture podcast has always been a passion project. It was created to share stories and experiences, to educate runners and to grow the sport. Ultimately, to show that running is cool. The podcast has provided us all opportunities to listen and learn from some interesting people in the running world. Welcome to the Run Culture podcast. My name is Dane Verway. I am an all-out running fan and an accredited running coach, a marathoner myself and an experienced physiotherapist that specialises in treating runners. So, before we get right into the show, if you have enjoyed any of the previous episodes of the Run Culture podcast and they have added value to your life and you want to support the podcast going into 2021, then we have a Patreon page. It's linked to in the show notes. A small monthly donation will go a heck of a way to keeping the show alive. By doing so, you too can also feel fulfilled that you are doing your bit to promote and grow the sport. Also, for those runners interested or in need, links to my online strength and conditioning course for runners or run therapy, my physiotherapy clinic, are also in the show notes. Alas, enough from me. Here's this week's interview. Welcome back to another episode of the Run Culture Podcast. Today, I had the absolute privilege to chat to Cam Griffith. Cam is a 24-year-old up-and-coming star Aussie miler. He is back to run the Olympic 1500-meter trials in a month's time. Cam is a professional runner with Tin Man Elite, a group that's based in Boulder, Colorado. Cam had a distinguished US collegiate career for Arkansas. In 2019, he came third in the outdoor NCAA 1500 meters. In this chat, we talk about how it all started at Trinity Grammar with the one and only Ollie Hore, how influential his high school coach was on his early running career, what life is like as a professional runner for Tim Man Elite, what Cam hopes to achieve in his running career, and much more. Here is Cam Griffith. I hope you enjoy the chat as much as I did. Yeah, how's it been back in Australia? Uh, it's definitely been good to be back. Yeah. Um, it had been about a year since I'd been home, so a fairly long time. Um, the, the weather's a lot nicer at the moment here than it is in the US. Yeah. Uh, talking, to, talking to all like the people who like are still living in my college town and stuff, and they're all like, yeah, it's, uh, it's negative like 15, feels like negative 25 at the moment. So I'm like, all right, glad I'm back <laughs> home. Spending it like sending photos to the beach of like the beach and stuff. Yep. Because <laughs> because yeah. where are you? You're in Sydney. Are you, are you close to the coast? Yeah, I'm in there? Sydney. Yep. Yeah, pretty close to the coast. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. In the in the inner west, about 15 minute drive from downtown. Yep. From the city. Yeah. And what are the plans um, now? Like going forward, like are you here um, to run the um, national titles and uh, the Olympic trials? Yeah. 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 Yeah, pretty much just just back to you know run Aussie champs, do as well as I can there, and you know I had to come back a bit earlier just because of the whole visa situation and you know COVID as well. Didn't want to sit in hotel quarantine for two weeks just before Aussie champs, you know. Um, so yeah, decided to come back a bit earlier. Yeah, um, and yeah, I saw you ran a five k um, the other day. Uh, yeah, were you happy with that? Yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, Obviously, after sitting in a hotel for two weeks, I had a treadmill in there, but it was kind of hard to do a whole lot. Um, 
And I had a bit of a, a hip issue that I'd been kind of dealing with. So like training hadn't been going quite as well as I was hoping to uh, when I did get out of quarantine. I think I had done maybe a workout and a half in about the month leading up to that. So I yep. think given that, I was pretty pretty darn happy with how it ended up going. Yeah, nice, nice. I didn't realize yeah. that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, how good's uh, Australian middle distance running at the moment? Oh, like, yeah, it's it's <laughs> insane. Yeah, I know, and it's all like the guys like who I grew up racing to. Like, yeah, like Ollie and I went to high school together for a couple of years, and then I've raced Charlie like all through juniors. He's the same age as me. Obviously, Morgan's been been crushing it for a while now. Even you know, even like even distance running, like Pat Tiernan breaking the Australian record recently too, and Stewie just running out of his mind. Like it's just, it's just unreal, just the amount of depth that Aussie distance running and middle distance running has at the moment right now. Yeah, I was um, doing a bit of research for this, and I was looking back. I think twenty fourteen uh, might have been one of your last uh, state titles, uh, state state championships before you um, in under twenties, and I think. Yeah, Charlie Hunter was um, yeah on the top of the podium. You were second. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I think you won the eight hundred that year. Um, but um, yeah, it seems it's my memory a bit. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think I think so. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's he's always been he's always been such a good racer. And he, you know, he and I chat every once in a while, and I've seen him over in the US a fair amount too, just because you know, both being in the NCA. So yeah, we'll we'll bump into each other every once in a while and have a chat. How did it all start? Like you said, you went to uh, high school with Ollie Hoare uh, for for a bit, um, and I was doing a bit of reading. Um, seemed like your running really sort of took off uh, when Brad Woods became the coach at Trinity Trinity Grammar. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I started. I mean, I've always kind of run. I remember my mum used to tell the story of. This cross country race I ran in year three, where yeah. I think it was just a two k like around around the school, and she likes to tell the story of how she was she was looking around like seeing everyone come in, she couldn't find me, and and she realized that I was having a picnic up in the stands already because I <laughs> won by like a couple of minutes or something like that. Yeah, and so she yeah she always likes to bring that one up when she <laughs> she's talking about like the beginning of my running. Um, but yeah, no, it, it didn't really start. Uh, competitively until yeah the school hired Brad Woods as a as an external coach um I think it was yes I was in year seven when that started so that's that's when I started doing like more serious training um but even then it wasn't like high volume it was just kind of like a little bit more structured it was he understood what like distance training actually was you know because yeah. before that Andrew Murphy was coaching us and no offense to him but he's not he's not a distance runner you know he was, he was pretty good for, you know, like all the technical stuff though. So I definitely have to, you know, give him credit where credit's due. Like we did a lot of drills and a lot of, you know, functional like mobility stuff. So yeah, absolutely. Um, started, started training more distance related towards, uh, yeah, year seven through year 12 probably. Andrew Murphy, the triple jumper. Yeah. That's the same one. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and yeah. then, yeah. Uh, so you you grew up you got three brothers is that right um and yeah, do any of them run two other brothers yeah, yeah i'm number three number three or four yeah okay what was that yeah, like the only one who runs though <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> yeah um my mum would describe it as stressful 
No, it's fine. It's fine now. It's it's we we have a good we talk a lot of smack to each other. It's good banter. Um, definitely a lot of bickering growing up, but no, we're all we're all pretty close. Uh, it's good to be home with with two of them. My oldest brother actually lives in the U.S. as well. He's out in uh he's out in San Francisco. He's got a job there working for Google. Um, oh, cool. He's, he got the brains. I like to say he got the brains, and I got the the. the I was going to say the brawn, but that's definitely not how I would describe myself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Nah. And you, Big you, family. You studied kinesiology, is it that right at, at Arkansas? Yeah, kinesiology. Yeah. Yep, at University of Arkansas. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I've always been interested in, you know, I guess the it's it's almost like the medical side of it, you know. Um, my dad is my dad's a doctor, so I definitely have a bit of that. You know, I'm always just fascinated by like the biomechanics and the biochemistry and physiology of, of all of that. Like, you know, just, just, it, it's, it's kind of a cross between that and then combining that with my, like, I guess, desire to improve performance. It's like, how can I improve not only my own performance, but others as well through these other mechanisms like nutrition, you know, like looking at different ways to recover, like the effects of sleep and stuff like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and then, uh, did mum and dad do they do they run? Um, like, ha, ha, like uh, were they quite active? Um, where do you reckon this talent comes from? Um, my dad has kind of started running more in. I guess it was it was honestly probably after I started running. I yeah. think I think they both have always enjoyed being active and sports in general um but yeah never really competitive I'm, I'm kind of the only one in my whole family who has done much competitive sport yeah okay you know they just they, they they all enjoy it though you know like my whole family is fit and active and enjoys exercise and you know my little brother goes to the gym a whole lot and he's kind of getting into all of that and my older brother does a decent amount too and you know we're all we're all like very much interested in it and fascinated by it i guess sure and uh at at high school um was ollie uh Jorge always um quite good like um were you sort of racing each other in training how did that all go yeah uh i remember the first so he joined trinity i think when i was in year 11 and he was in year 12 oh he was in year 10 rather and the first workout he did with me it was a cross-country workout and he just absolutely spanked me <laughs> and i remember like i just felt so down i was like oh, man like because i had been i had been the best in the school for, for like years at this point already yeah and so i was like oh man like this is so weird like like i'm not good like what's <laughs> going on and i remember my my brad was was telling me he's like mate just uh, i told him i was like oh i don't want to do this last rep he's like no mate you got to do it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you run it slow. Just keep getting it done. And I finished the workout, and it was fine. Like I was still like pretty down. And then throughout that whole cross country season, he just whooped my ass in cross country. He was just <laughs> he was just this aerobic beast who could just run all day. And I was very much a track runner then. I was still like very much an eight fifteen guy, um, which is funny now because. I, I guess um, I've gotten a lot better at like the distance kind of stuff and like cross country and and the five k obviously and 
he's just absolutely crushing the 1500 at the moment. I mean, he's, he's run a great 5k too. He's still, still quicker than I am. But yeah, like it was, we kind of almost did this flip flop. Yeah. I remember he, uh, he, his 800 PB in high school, I think it, it technically might still be his 800 PB. It was like a 158. Yeah. And I remember we took a photo because the, the day he broke two in the 800, because it was such a big deal. We were hyping him up for it and everything. And it was just a photo of uh, myself, Brad, him, and a couple other guys who broke two in high school. Yep. And it was just like, yeah, this is such a big deal. And now, like, <laughs> dude closes his last 800 in 1500 in, like, 149 or, like, 151 <laughs> or something like that. Like, it's just it's just <laughs> completely different to what it used to be. <laughs> That's um, really cool for a lot of runners to hear, like just how things can can change over time and um, how athletes can develop. Um, yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, yeah. In under 18s, uh, you won the double at nationals, um, the 800 and the 1500. Um, that was sort of your real big breakthrough in Perth, uh, running a 153 for the eight and a 353 for the 1500. Can you remember, remember that, that time? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that pretty, pretty vividly. Actually, that was a, that was my first ever, um, track nationals I'd ever run. Cause I'd run cross country once before, maybe twice before, I think, and hadn't done too well. I remember I was just happy to, happy to have qualified, but yeah, I, I remember my coach Brad came with me and we spent, like, my mom was there as well. And I think we spent the the day before, like, on the beach. And I didn't really, like, understand that I probably shouldn't have been out in the sun all day. <laughs> and in hindsight, I was, I was thinking about it. I was like, it's kind of a bit lucky that I actually did as well as I did there <laughs> at that meet. But, yeah, I remember, I remember leading up to it, I was in pretty good shape, though, because I'd done... I'd done some pretty good workouts and had had a couple quick races where I just kind of, especially the 800, I ran a lot of 800s that season. I think I'd PR'd in the 800 like every time I'd run it. I think I went from, in the space of like six months, I went from a 204 guy because I hadn't broken two and I was, oh, maybe I was a 202 guy. I was like struggling to break two for a while and then I ran a 158 solo uh, kind of out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting it. And then ran another one and went like 157 and another one ran 156 and then another one ran 155. And then I think my PB at the time was pretty close to 153 around there. And then got to nationals and I knew I was like top three in terms of PBs. So I was like, I'm just going to run the race and try and win. Got I think the 800 was first. And uh, that was the one I wanted more. Because yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, whatever happens in the 1500. Because then the 1500 came around and I was like in 10th or something with a lap to go. I was like, yeah, just 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 get to the line. Like, And I kind of felt like everyone else was dying and made a big move and just got around a couple guys in the home straight, I think. And it was a really close race that year. Yeah, I think uh, Hugh Nicholson and maybe even Charlie Hunter. Charlie Hunter might have been second that day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but no, it was a good race. I remember it was close. Um, when you when you eventually went to Arkansas, um, I'm interested to hear how like you decided to go there and and why you decided to go there. Um, but I was I was also reading um, 
what your coach at Arkansas um, said about you um, in a few interviews and he said he was really he really praised how how big a like had yeah, had a massive killer kick um, and uh, that you were a great competitor and you're really good at championship races. Um, uh, sounds like you you've always sort of um, risen to the challenge um, in a championship race, um, even from you know when you were 16, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I like to think that I'm a better championship racer than I am a time trailer which is kind of frustrating in, in the opposite sense because it means my PBs don't necessarily look that great. Like, I've got some decent achievements on, like, my resume, but, in like, on paper, like, my PBs are kind of not the equivalent, you know, which yep. is a bit frustrating. But at the same time, like, it's I'm not going to complain about <laughs> being able to compete when it comes down to the important races at all. Yeah, it'll, it'll happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The times will come. That's all I always tell myself. And then you, you went over to Arkansas. Um, what what inspired you to sort of go to college in America? Um, yeah, that was that was a long process actually, because um, I wasn't I wasn't ever really certain that I was going to. Even when I went on what they call like their visits, where you go over and you know check them all out and see what each one's like, meet the coaches in person, um, just kind of see what the facilities are like, meet the guys on the team, because, you know, you're going to be spending a lot of time with a pretty small group of people over the next four or five years. Um, but, yeah, I remember I, I visited three or four schools pretty seriously, and Arkansas wasn't really kind of, like, my top pick when I was looking into them. I remember I was looking into Villanova as well, and they had a couple of Aussies on the team at the time. And, you know, with Pat Tiernan and Jordy Williams, they were, they were and Sam McIntyre as well. They were running really well. I was like, oh, yeah, they got some really good Aussies. You know, this guy definitely knows what he's doing. Um, but when I got to Arkansas, you know, met, met all the team, saw the facilities, met the coach. It just seemed to be more of kind of what I was used to, I guess. It was a little bit more familiar in terms of the training. It was a little more, like, middle distance focused and kind of interval training, I guess that was a big part of the decision. And obviously, I, you know, I just liked the guys on the team and liked the coach as a person as well. Um, so yeah, it was a combination of a few things, but in terms of going to the U S I kind of did a whole lot of research on the NCA in general and just the, you know, collegiate system, um, and just realized that the amount of depth in the NCA was kind of what I was, what I felt that I was going to be missing in Australia. Yep. And so I kind of made, made the decision to, to go to college in the US just to, you know, continue the, you know, deep races that I had, like, that I didn't feel like were as consistently offered in Australia. And that first year, what was it like? Um, did it take a while to get used to? used to the whole system and um, the, I suppose, uh, different uh, temperature environment and uh, the, the, yeah, all the different faces. And, and um, I saw that Jack Bruce, another Australian, was over there during your time. Um, did he start when you started? Yeah, so we both joined the team at the same time. He was already in the US, but he transferred from another school um, to the University of Arkansas the same year I came in. Um, 
But yeah, it definitely took a fair amount of adjustment. It was, you know, different training, different coach, different kind of schedule, I guess. Um, plus, you're obviously going to, like, you're going to uni as well. You got to balance all of that. I think that was kind of what I struggled with a little bit was being able to balance the time commitment of academics and athletics. Um, I definitely, I figured it out eventually, but yeah, I remember the end, my second semester of freshman year when classes were getting a bit more difficult and a bit more like time consuming, my, my academics definitely slipped a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, I figured it out eventually. My senior year was definitely a lot better than my freshman year. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Where do you want to take your kinesiology degree? Um, where would you love to sort of, um, I mean, uh, yeah, like one, like obviously you're, you're going really well with your running at the moment and um, you've committed sort of to a, um, yeah, professional sort of running setup at the moment. But uh, do you sort of have any ideas of, of, of what you want to do eventually with that? It's a tough question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm actually doing, I've, I just decided to, to start a master's while I'm still running. So I just signed up, I'm doing an online master's at UTS in high performance sport. So it's kind of a little, it's still a somewhat general degree, even though it's a master's, but it's a little bit more kind of specialized into the, the realm of, you know, professional running in general and just professional sports as well. Um, but it's also got you know, that physiological aspect to it as well, which I'm fascinated by. So, you know, I'll kind of see what happens with that and then go from there. I still, still got no idea what I want to do long-term post running. Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend like I've got my whole life figured out. <laughs> <laughs> um, as a freshman, you came, uh, yeah, 41st in the 1500, um, at the NCAA West prelims. Um, and then by the end of your, your stint um, in the um, at Arkansas, uh, you finished up with a third or a couple of thirds at NCAA's. Um, uh, yeah, uh, did you see yourself um, becoming the athlete that you became? I mean, it was it was always kind of one of those things I wanted, but I don't think at first I realized the potential that I had or the amount of hard work that it was going to take. I think one of the biggest things that I changed from freshman year to sophomore year or even junior year was actually looking at like the little things, like looking at how much I was sleeping and looking at how much I was like kind of just balancing my like nutrition. Um, yeah. Cause I definitely, I, I, I distinctly remember like multiple classes my freshman year where I was falling asleep just because I hadn't been like thinking about like getting enough and I didn't like value that highly enough. Like, you know, you hear people preaching it all the time. It's like, Oh, you got to make sure you're getting your sleep in. You got to make sure you're eating right. And it just kind of, you become numb to it. But that was something I was like, okay, yeah, I'm actually going to change that. See if it makes a difference. And then it almost immediately did. Like I felt immediately better of it, like in the classroom as well as training wise and then obviously racing started to benefit from that too. And, you know, like that, that's always like the, the, whenever someone asks me the question, like, oh, what's like your biggest advice? And it, it's always like, don't like, don't get anal about all the little things, but at the same time, 
don't just shrug them, shrug them off. Like sleep matters. It's not actually a little thing. It's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Um, it's, it's, um, I think a common thing amongst runners where we all sort of value like, um, the big hard sessions that we do, but then we sort of, uh, um, uh, yeah, don't really sort of, uh, value the, the idea of rest and recovery. Um, it's, um, funny. Yeah, exactly. yeah we sort of, yeah, overemphasize the, the stuff that we do, um, on the training track, but then, um, yeah, yeah, not really sort of focus on the other stuff and yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, but it's, yeah, it's, it's a great point. Um, yeah. There's just such a mentality about like working hard and like grinding Yeah, where, where like the, the benefits you get from working hard and grinding come from when you're actually recovering and resting. Yeah. Which is you know, like what I didn't realize as a teenager and young adult. Yeah, definitely. I, I was exactly the same um, with my running. Like it, it's something that I think you just get as you mature, like you, you start to realize. Um, yeah. Uh, what were some of the biggest highlights from, uh, yeah, your time at Arkansas? So when you reflect back, uh, what are some of the times that like you just smile about when you sort of, um, you know, uh, think, think about them again? Yeah. That's a, it's funny you mentioned that because we have a, I've got a group chat with my old uh, college teammates and we we're actually just reminiscing about just some of the things that happened in college and, you know, what we were like the exact question of what we missed about college actually came up and it was, it's actually funny because um, almost everyone on the team was like, I wish I hadn't taken it so seriously and I had actually just enjoyed hanging out with the guys and just being a part of that team. Because I think that like, I, I, I had that mentality as well. I wasn't overly serious about running and, you know, obviously I enjoyed it and I did like, made sure I did the little things, but it wasn't so much to the point where I was like starting to get really stressed if I like wasn't going to get like full eight hours of sleep or like, like if it happens every once in a while, it was like, okay, yeah, it's, it's all right. Like, Yep. make sure I like jump tomorrow or whatever, but it was never to the point where I was, you know, stressed about it. And I think that is really important. I think doing those little things is really good, but don't be too serious about it because then you won't actually be able to enjoy your running. You'll just, you'll, you'll end up just running for yourself, which most people don't do too well off of. And I yep. think, that at least personally running for the team is kind of what gave me a lot of the success that I had. It was, it was never like, I didn't have a whole lot of motivation to do well for myself. It was, you know, I want to do well for these guys. I want to do well for the, for the school and like show that this program works and, you know, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, in general, what I miss the most is just kind of, I guess I don't miss it because I've got, you know, a new team in Tin Man, but, um, yeah, that whole team aspect and being in college for that reason is kind of what I appreciated the most. I don't want to say I miss it because I've kind of got that yeah. same thing somewhere else, but yeah, I yeah. still miss the guys on the for sure. And personally, what was um, your greatest uh, yeah highlight um, from your time at Arkansas? Uh, yeah, what what race do you sort of look back on and go, oh yeah, that was um, yeah really a huge step for me. Well, if I had to pick one, I think 
the one I was most surprised at was oh that's tough <laughs> it can be a couple I, well I'm, I want to say my 3k third place yep your um, my red shirt sophomore year because I knew I was in good shape but I had no idea that I was capable of doing that well. Yeah. Um, but that being said, there's definitely been a couple SEC races. I think my first 3K SEC title, my the same year, the same year I got third. So I won the 3K, set a new SEC record, um, but just kind of like felt like it was kind of easy. Like, obviously it wasn't. It was still a very hard 3K. I think I ran 7.55 running the last, like, six or 800 on my own or something. Um, but, yeah, like, it, it was, like, almost the most comfortable and the smoothest I've felt racing. And that was kind of when I started to realize that, okay, yeah, I can do pretty well with this running thing. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I know that. I know what you meant by when you said it felt easy, it's just one of those runs where you just, it all came together on the day. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, rem like, I, I remember distinctly making a move because I felt like we were jogging. Yep. And we were still clicking off like, I think 66s or 65s or something like that. And I was just like, this feels so slow. <laughs> it, it was just, it was just one of those days, you know, where everything just went right. Um, what were, how did your training develop by your last year compared to your first year? Um, you said the training was somewhat similar to what you're used to. It was kind of middle distance focused. Um, but yeah, how, how had your training really evolved and, and, uh, yeah, what were some of the workouts that, or, or some of the training that you felt really, you really, um, benefited from, um, over your stay at Arkansas? I think the, the two major differences that helped me were actually doing like high volume workouts, like eight by K. Like I never did anything like that really um, in high school. It was much more like, the, I think the longest, we did a couple, but like typically the longest rep we would do would be like a couple minutes, maybe 90 seconds. And, but we just do like kind of short rest and stuff like that um, with the occasional like, like I never did tempos in high school. I never did, you know, like reps that were like five minutes long. It was, yeah, it was, it was a lot more shorter stuff. Um, but obviously you can't run too well in cross country off of that. I think my, I looked at my time from my best cross country race ever in high school. And it was like 2630 on a really flat track on a really flat like course rather. And it was a, a true 8k. And like compared to what I ran in college after doing some like actual volume training, it was like, I think my best college time was like 23.30. So like a full three minutes quicker or so. <laughs> um, but yeah, the other thing I would say is we did uh, like faster long reps too. So for example, we did the, the classic workout we would always do was during indoor season, we'd do mile down. So we would do a mile, so 1600 pretty much, 1200, 800, 600, 400, 200. 
Um, and that was it. So it wasn't like the volume wasn't crazy, but the mile, the, the first time I ever did it, didn't finish the workout. I just blew up because yeah. it was hard. <laughs> but um, towards like my junior and senior year, I remember we did it. Uh, the, the mile we did in, I think, 411. And then the 1200, I think, was 306. So we went 63s per 400 and then 62s and then down 61s, 60s. Yeah, so that Jeez. was like, <laughs> I've never done any like long, fast workouts like that before. Yeah. Um, where you're actually like pretty close to race effort for an extended period of time. And how, how much rest yeah. would you have between those reps? We'd have a good amount of rest. I think it was three minutes after the mile and then... No, maybe it was three and a half, and then two and a half after the twelve hundred. That twelve hundred rep was oh, <laughs> that the mile was okay because you could get through it, but then the twelve hundred you were just gassed already, and it was still quick, and it was oh man. <laughs> if you died from twelve hundred, that eight hundred afterwards was hell. <laughs> I've blown up. I blew up so many times my first couple of years. <laughs> and so, like you, the Arkansas program is steeped in history. Um, the for, former coach John McDonald. When did he resign and um, or retire, and and Chris Buckingham uh, took over? Yeah, he was a couple of years before my time. Um, there was a couple. I think the seniors on the team when I joined didn't have him as a coach, but I think maybe two years before them. Yeah. The, so I think he, it would have been what six or seven years before I got there then. But, you know, he still lives in Fayetteville. He's still, obviously, I mean, the track's named after him, um, the outdoor track, rather. And, you know, he'll come to workouts every once in a while. He'll show up to a lot of the meets that we have. And, you know, if, if it's like a if it's like a big meet or if it's a big, if sometimes if it's a really big workout, he'll kind of show up and, you know, just see what's going on. Yeah, so he's definitely still got kind of that legacy and that awe to him um, when he shows up. But yeah, no, we hear about, we hear about some of the stuff that they did in their time. And it's just like that. There's no way you guys did that. <laughs> it's unreal. <laughs> well, what's, what's some of the stuff? Like what's, what's some of the, uh, so they, yeah. they would do the mile down workout as well. Yeah. Okay. And there's a rumor. I don't know if it's true or not, because this is from our volunteer assistant coach who <laughs> is known for, he's known for making a few things up. Um, but I mean, great runner in his own right. Joseph Atboyt, if, you, if you're curious about who that is, he was a great marathoner in his own right. Um, yeah. he, he likes to tell the story of when he and Alistair Craig were on the team. They did the mile down workout and they broke four on the first rep because they were like racing. And I had like, he says that there was an argument before or something. I don't know the details. I'm not going <laughs> to going to try and start some stuff now but um but yeah no he's he says they broke four on the mile and then ran like even faster on the 1200 and just like just did a dumb workout it was just unreal <laughs> cam um, we take it with a grain of salt because he's he's telling the story so you know we, we don't all believe him what what do you see as some of your greatest strengths as a runner um like you've some, run some amazing times already um, in your young career. Um, 
Yeah, you've you've already um, run three thirty nine for the fifteen, thirteen thirty nine for the five k. Um, but yeah, what what do you see some of your greatest strengths? Like, why do you, um, yeah, why why have you got as good as you've got so far? Um, I think because I've always enjoyed team sports and being a part of the team. Um, being able to continue that and find places where I can apply that in my running, I think has really allowed me to develop and, you know, has really helped with motivation and like being surrounded by guys better than you, I think has allowed me to, to really kind of almost just like become a part of what they've already built. I mean, when I joined Arkansas, I was by no means the best guy on the team. I think there was one year where I was the sixth best 1,500-meter runner, and I ran 3.45 in the, in the 15 that season, and I was, like, <laughs> not even in top five. Like, it was, yeah, we were really deep that year. Um, but, yeah, like, being surrounded by guys who who are better than you, if not just as good, was was definitely a big kind of reason why I had success. I think that that is what I've I looked for a lot in a professional running team. And that was a big part of the reason why I did join Tin Man was because there was such a huge emphasis on running for each other and running for the team, not necessarily running for your own like individual goals or whatever. Not that that's not important, but that's just kind of what I personally find I get motivated best by. Yep. Yeah, talk us, um, talk us about t- through um, how you joined up with um, the Tin Man guys um, and, and that process um, once, uh, yeah, your collegiate career sort of wrapped up sort of prematurely because of COVID. And, uh, yeah, yeah h- how did you navigate that, that part um, of your career? Um, so, essentially, I visited the Tin Man guys um, – before I was done with college, I had one more indoor season left and we were doing an altitude camp out in Flagstaff with the college, with the rest of my college team. And they were like, yeah, you should come visit us. Like we'll figure it all out. Um, so I like bought, booked a flight, uh, from Phoenix to Boulder. Um, I just kind of hung out with them for a few days and it was a couple, it was while a couple of the other guys who are on the team now were visiting too. I know Aaron was, Aaron Templeton were there. Um, and Sydney and were visiting at the same time. Um, but yeah, like leading up to that, I just kind of like messaged a few people and, you know, kind of just seeing what was available. Um, I still had my indoor season, but I wasn't certain that I was going to come back for it yet. Um, but yeah, kind of like spoke to a few of the guys, spoke to Sam, spoke to Drew, spoke to some of the other like 1500 meter guys on the team, you know, got to meet them, really liked all of them. Um, felt like I was going to fit in well. Hadn't spent a huge amount of time, hadn't spent a long amount of time, like an extended period of time up at altitude before. So I wasn't certain that that was going to be the best fit for me. Um, I'd, I'd obviously been to Flagstaff a couple of times um, and hadn't had any like big issues. So I wasn't super worried, but at the same time, you never know. 
But yeah, it was essentially just a kind of a long process of just making sure it was the right fit. Um, also them having space for me. Uh, there was a period of time where I was like, I don't know if they've actually got a spot for me or not. Um, but yeah, it kind of, it ended up actually being really lucky because they had just as my indoor season finished, they were looking to sign a couple more guys. And obviously I'd been in contact with them for about a year leading up to that. They were like, Hey, yep, come join. And so it actually ended up working out pretty well. Nice camp. And how's training been with, um, yeah, Tom Schwartz now? Um, yeah, as you, as your coach and, uh, how has that differed from what you experienced at college and, and how have you adapted to the altitude? And cause you would have spent, um, what a good, was it six months or About so? Six months, yeah. yeah um, before you come back um, to Australia uh, before the trials. Um, yeah, how, how was that six months? Um, yeah, no, I really liked it. it. I've had no issues with any of the guys on the team. You know, all of them are just great people as well as great runners, which is awesome. Um, yeah, like I, I really like the training. It's a bit different from what I'm used to, but it's got a much bigger emphasis on the specific workout days. So we'll work out Tuesday, Friday, and then long run Sunday. Um, and that's pretty consistent every week. Um, but yeah, my like my recovery days are very much like I'll jog for 45 minutes at like five minute K pace, 7.30 pace per mile, like, like some days, just because I know that I'm like pretty knackered from the workout the day before, or I'm like not quite recovered and have a workout the next day or something like that. And so, um, but yeah, then our workout days are pretty, like if, if we got a workout that day, we're kind of, we're getting after it a bit and we're very much focused on, you know, hitting those times and, and, you know, getting a good effort in. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a bit different from what I was used to in college. The one thing I really like is having a day off between the workout and the long run. So there's definitely a bit, there was definitely some long runs in college where I was just like, I'm knackered from the, the workout <laughs> the afternoon before. And it is just rough for me yeah. to get through this 90 minutes. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I heard Sam pass. I chatted to Sam Parsons um, four months ago and he um, was big raps for you. Um, yeah. He said you were one of the only athletes that could ca- uh, keep up with Drew um, on some of the uh, quicker, quicker workouts. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. How, how's it, um, how, how has it been sort of, um, yeah, training with, uh, yeah, say Drew, Drew Hunter and, um, a few of those guys. Yeah, no, it's been awesome. You know, like I said before, it's, it's always great to have guys who are better than you to train with, you know, it kind of just pushes you to that next level. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like I've, I've held, I've held on to every, to him, every workout. There's definitely been some workouts where I did not hold on. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's been awesome. You know, like those guys are just so, so humble and, and, you know, just great people to be around and, you know, great athletes, obviously, of course. Um, so yeah, no, it's been, it's been a dream, you know, I've absolutely loved every moment of it. You, you signed up, um, to a master's, um, in the high performance um, uh, at, um, oh, yeah, for uni this year um, to do online. Um, how did you cope with just, uh, yeah, living and breathing running? Um, uh, 
like is it going to be good having something else to 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 focus on as well um this year or um yeah how did you cope um with just uh yeah what was it like just um yeah going for a run and then living that professional uh runner's life yeah i think i think uh some people can do it i think it kind of takes the right person to be able to do that and not feel like you're not being like stimulated enough I, but personally i i do think that i kind of needed something else to kind of keep me mentally stimulated or like occupied um so that i'm not just you know lying around the house for a couple of hours depending on the day you know um some days i'm obviously busy the whole day but yeah there, there's definitely been a few days where i'm just like all right, just kind of waiting to go for my double later today, just sitting around, just <laughs> twiddling my fingers. And yeah, no, but I, I do, I, I've always, I have wanted to do more study for a while. Um, I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue that in the US or not, um, but it ended up being just kind of, you know, it's significantly cheaper to do it back home. I found a program that I want, was both interested in and I could do completely online. So that was kind of like, it ended up being, you know, the perfect situation for me. So it was, it was more of the wanting to do it rather than feeling like I needed it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then who, who are you um, sharing a house with over there in, in Boulder? Yeah, so I'm living with the fellow Aussie Goose. <laughs> um, and then I'm with Joey and uh, Jeff. So I got, I've decided that I've got to change my name to something that begins with a J now because the rest of the housemates have a have a name that begins with a J. So I might start going by my middle name, which is John. So yeah, <laughs> keep keep you updated for that one. <laughs> and how are all those other guys uh, to live with? How's um uh, yeah. Jordan Guzman, to, um, what's he like to live with and, and a few of the other I guys? I actually only had four days with him because he got to the US uh, early January and I had to head home um, early, mid-January. It was just four or five days later. Yeah. Um, so we actually spent a decent amount of time together in those four days, but, you know, <laughs> it wasn't a really long period of time. No, yeah. no, he's, he's lovely. He's actually, he's such an awesome guy. He's so kind of, you know, just... Just, just pleasant to be around. I don't know how to, how to describe how to describe Goose. He's such a unique guy, but every single guy on the team has only positive things to say about him ever. And you know, it's always like when he when he was stuck home for a while, it was like, oh man, I miss Goose. Like, when's he coming back? When's he getting? <laughs> when's his visa going to get sorted out? Like, we need him back on the team, you know. Um, but yeah, no, all the guys are all the guys are awesome. I love living with Joey and Jeff as well. You know, they're both they're both such good guys. You know, Joey's. A unique guy as well. Honestly, we're all unique people on Tim Man. It's, it's kind of a requirement, but um, yeah, they're all they're all awesome. I love living with all all three of them. Yeah. Um, what are what are the goals going into um, the Olympic trials? Um... Um, well, obviously, uh, the way Aussie Champs is set up, it's a bit of a unique situation where you can double pretty easily there's the the 5k champs are in march i forget the exact date it's mid-march i think and then 
obviously the 1500 is with the rest of the championships in April. Um, so I'm planning on running them both. Um, we'll see how the 5k goes, but my focus at the moment is more the 1500, even though it's as deep as it's ever been in the entire history of Aussie running. Um, but yeah, no, so, um, I'm excited to run them both, but you know, it's kind of, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Is their hip sorted out? Um, yeah. Yeah. The hip's fine now. Yeah. Getting back into good training now. So yeah. Nice. And then um, with the visa, um, like after you've sort of done the um, Australian National Championships, um, is the plan to go back to Boulder um, once the visa sorted out? Or yeah, that's yeah. the plan. Um, yeah. It's going to be a bit tough because I'm going to have to do what Goose did with the temporary visa every, I think, six months it is. I'll be able to go over and then I'll have to come back home and I think spend a month or two back home. Yep. Um, to renew it or so, but yeah, that's the plan at the moment. Yep. Get back to the U S after Aussie champs and, you know, continue training and continue progressing. Yeah. Nice. Um, and then like once you're back home here, um, who have you been, um, uh, hitting up for sessions and training with, have you been able to, um, just, uh, sink back in with, um, some old, old training partners? Uh, I, I don't know if I'd necessarily call them old training partners because yeah. I didn't train with them much but um Ed Goddard he's a great runner in his own right he's uh he's been pulling me pulling me through some some uh lighter uh, some some longer volume sessions um definitely haven't been uh doing quite as well as as he's able to do at the moment because he's running he's running really well um so yeah I've hopped in I've hopped in with him a couple times um and then I've just gone for some long runs with some uh, some old guys I used to run with. Um, Ed Trippis, he runs at Princeton. He's a great steepler, great steeple chaser. Uh, Joey Burgess, we I mean Joey Joey and I used to train together, so you know we've we run together. He's also a steeple chaser, good friend of mine. Um, but yeah, no, it's just just kind of a lot of different people here and there. I'm trying to catch up with my old coach and make him go for a run with me at some point, but he's up in Newcastle at the moment. So it's been a bit harder to, to organize that, but I'm going to make him, I'm going to make him run with me at some point. Brad Woods. Yeah. Yeah. He was a pretty handy 1500 runner, wasn't he? Um, back in the day. Yeah. He's still, he's still got a quicker PB than I do. I've still got to get that one. <laughs> what did he run? Yeah. Was it 337. Or... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned the steeplechase before. It's probably not a podcast without mentioning um, uh, the, the, um, that you're yeah, the 12th picture on Google Images uh, when you search steeplechase fails. Um, oh, I'm falling down to 12th. I used to be top five. <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah, that was, that was my original athletic claim to fame. Yep. My, I, I, still, I was talking to a few friends about it because it resurfaced somewhat recently, but yeah, I was... I was, I was joking around saying that it was my greatest athletic achievement so far, and I think it always will be. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, my mom was was messing around with this new camera that she bought, and it was my first steeplechase ever. And I was like, it was, I think I was like 13 or 14, and it was at state champs, it was a 2K steeple. I was like, oh yeah, it's a distance event, you know, I'll give it a go. I'm somewhat athletic. I'm not athletic, apparently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Coming up on, I think, like the third water jump or something. 
just didn't run up to it right and just ended up diving straight into the water head first. <laughs> and my mum had it on sport mode she was just messing around with and just happened to get this snippet of like four or five photos of me coming up, going over and then diving head first. Just captured it perfectly. She's got a photo somewhere. Huh? She captured it perfectly. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> this perfect progression. I think the last photo is me looking like some kind of swamp monster just emerging from the steeple. <laughs> steep <of it. laughs> yeah. I'll have to find the whole series and post them somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, just some more context. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'll put them in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. I'm just interested. How how do you are you keeping in uh, regular contact with Tom Schwartz and um, uh, while you're over here in Australia um, with um, your training and um, is he sort of are you sort of uh, communicating and um, yeah how things are going? Yeah, so we'll have a team meeting every Monday uh, Monday in the US, Tuesday morning in Australia, um, where we'll kind of just have a chat for half an hour or so, um, see how everyone's doing, see how everyone overseas is doing obviously like myself. Um, but then on top of that, we also have, um, like I'll get an email saying what the plan is for today and then what the plan is for tomorrow. Um, so I'm obviously getting workouts sent every day, um, with an update of, of what I'm supposed to be doing. And then, you know, I'll, I'll send him a message or an email or something like that after every workout and let him know how it went, how I felt, what kind of reps I hit. Um, but yeah, so pretty regular contact with him just making sure you know making sure everything's feeling good and getting ready for Aussie champs nice um you mentioned his training before and um how it sort of touches on a little bit of everything um uh you never sort of uh veering too much away from you know you do some tempo reps then you might do some hill reps or speed reps um uh but yeah what's Tom, like, um, also, um, uh, in terms of, uh, yeah, just to c communicate with and, and ha 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 like, uh, in terms of taking an interest in everything else that's going on in a, in an athlete's life. Yeah. Uh, he's a bit of a mad genius. Yep. I think, um, <laughs> he know he's got a, he's got, he's got so much going on in his head all the time and and he just loves coaching like no one I've ever met. Like he's just, the, like he just always wants to to be coaching and and helping people get better and educating and, um, yeah, it's it's kind of impressive that he hasn't lost it yet, <laughs> especially with a, with a team like Tin Man. Um, <laughs> no, no, he's been he's been great. Yeah, he's been really good about about making sure everything's going well and you know everyone's feeling good and. Um, yeah. but yeah, like I was saying, he's, he's, he's got such a love for coaching and the sport in general, which is really, really cool to see, um, that combined with, you know, just his, his vast scientific knowledge of physiology and running and how you can make adaptations as well is, yeah, it's, it's been really, really cool to be a part of. I think that, um, sounds like it, it agree well with, um, your interests as well um, with your uh, love of um, physiology and, and the scientific side of the sport. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was that was really honestly just an added bonus with joining the team, you know, because um, he'll explain stuff like the physiology of like why we're doing a specific part of training to us. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of cool to 
almost be like learning while we're training as well. At least I find it interesting. I'm sure some of the other guys are like, okay, this is kind of boring. I'm not really interested in this kind of stuff, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I love it. That's awesome. Um, uh, Tim, Tim man has done a, an amazing job over the last couple of years to, um, uh, promote running amongst, um, uh, yeah, the juniors, um, uh, in the sport, like a lot that, you have sort of got a lot of fans um, around the world um, that are really um, enjoying following um, uh, your 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 team's success. Um, h- how much is is this um, a big part of um, uh, you know? Is this a big part of what you enjoy about running now as well? Um, I think it's kind of tough for me to say that I've really enjoyed that because I've only been on the team since COVID's been a thing. Um, That being said, the few things we have been able to do as a team, like a couple virtual races where if you do, if you did well, then you like, we send out some Tin Man merch or like even just packing orders from like drops that we've done um, and sending them out and like just seeing the amount of, like love and support that Tin Man has been getting has been kind of amazing to me and I didn't quite realize before I joined the team. Um, but I think what's been most special is just hearing what the other guys have said about when they've been at a race and like a bunch of kids will come up to, to them after they've run, whether they've done well or not, and be like, hey, like, that's so cool that you, like, you did well, or, like, it's so cool that you got to run, like, can we get a photo? Um, and in my house is a photo that, I'm not sure if Joey's in it as well, but Jeff is, like, just in, he's in this group of, like, high school runners, and, like, they all just have, like, such big smiles on their face, like, it's just such a cool, it's such a cool photo, it's in black and white, and, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's hanging up, like, right outside our front door. Yeah, I think that is like the coolest part about it is the fact that there is a visible difference that we have been able to make as a team. Um, but yeah, and that's that's been awesome to be a part of. Even if I've only been on the team for a, a few months and has haven't made as much of an impact because of COVID and stuff. I reckon it's amazing. Like it's so cool. It's uh, that you're lighting up a lot of um, kids' worlds and, and a lot of um, new runners and or just runners in general um, look up to your team and see what you're achieving and definitely inspiring a lot. So that, um, yeah, definitely adds another element of um, fulfillment, I think, um, with what you're doing. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. Um, who who yeah. are some of your inspirations? Can you remember um, back when you were 16 um, or who have been some of the biggest role models or, or uh, most influential yeah. people in your career? Um, I th- it's hard to, to not say Brad, my coach. Um, even it's interesting because he started coaching me when I think he was only 23, maybe 24, because he's only 10 years older than me. Um, yeah. Which was interesting because I didn't quite see him as that young when I first started co- getting coached by him. But then, like, once I got to, you know, the end of my high school career, I started to realize, like, He's kind of like, I mean, I always realized he was kind of just one of the boys almost like just yeah. 
enjoyed hanging out with us. Um, and we, you know, was a great runner in his own right while he was still coaching us. Like I think the first couple of years he was, he was coaching us still. He was, um, vying for a spot on the London team. I think it was the London Olympics in the steeple. Um, but yeah, so that was always awesome. And then obviously, you know, he was a 337, 1500 meter runner, um, had other great PBs as well that I don't quite remember off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, and then like being coached by a, a great athlete, but also I like just became mates with him. Like that was such a cool aspect of, of what I had. Um, yeah, I think, I think he's, he was definitely the biggest role model I had, especially in high school. Um, but yeah, that's been really cool. Nice. And then what about through, through college and, um, through your time, uh, in America and then, um, you know, of late? Oh, man. Um, I mean, I've all, I've got to say Rudisha. Yep. Especially when I was first in college, just watching, like, I remember the, I remember watching, this is, this wasn't in college, this is more in high school, but watching his 800 in London, I think it was, where he broke the world record. I might've been Beijing. Now London. I don't remember. It was London. Yeah. He broke the world record and then like, there was six national records in that race and a world record. And it was like the fastest 800 meter ever. I like so much. Um, world junior record as well. Nigel Amos getting second. And I think another junior got third, like two juniors broke like 142 or something. And I remember just watching that and be like, this is unreal. This is crazy. And I, I, <laughs> when I always have a good, like good laugh with my mom, we were always like, so pissed off that the hundred got played like twenty times <laughs> yep. in like like just like in the news and stuff. And I was just like, the eight hundred was the best race ever. <laughs> yeah. Like why hasn't this been replayed more? Yeah. Like I was like upset that it hadn't been hadn't been played more. I think I was like, yeah, sixteen or so at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't quite understand. But yeah, no, it was I always have a good laugh about that with my mom. No, that is, that was a pretty amazing race, wasn't it? Like to be able to do what he did on that kind of stage, like the pinnacle yeah. of sport, you know, at the Olympics, and and to know yeah. that you've only got like a minute forty of time to to just produce and and to do it, and he and he did it, like um, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, pretty composed and calm under pressure. I know, <laughs> yeah, and his form is just perfect as well. Like there's there's nothing wrong about what he what he did (laughs) in 10 years time what do you hope to have achieved um in running and and life where do you hope to to be 10 years what 34 um i mean obviously the olympics is always going to be the goal uh whether or not that's that's tokyo or what's the next one is it la is that the next one is it paris Paris, sorry, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. Um, Yeah, so whether or not it's Tokyo or Paris, that's definitely the goal at the moment um, of the next five, six years. Uh, But then after that, you know, it's kind of like, I hope to still be running and and hope to still be competing, but at the same time, you know, kind of 
you can't you can't live the dream forever i guess yeah um, you can only do so much. You can only do as much as your body's going to allow you to do. Although if you're Nick Willis, I guess you can just break four for 20 years or so. Yeah. So, you know, who knows? Who knows? I'm no Nick Willis, but, you know, we'll see. Maybe. maybe. Oh, no. Awesome, Cam. Um, well, yeah, I've really enjoyed um, getting to know you and learning a little bit more about you. And I know a lot of listeners will as well. Um, I wish you all the best um, for the coming month um, as you sort of prepare for um the national championships and um yeah yeah, i think a lot of um keen running fans will be watching you and many others um yeah in the 5k and the 15 so it's it's good to get to know another up and coming um really um really amazing um you know talented australian distance runner so um thanks for chatting yeah thanks so much for having me i really appreciate it's been fun no worries cam cheers cheers have a good one